Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Shaws. And today, we start our very special treat of a tale. This is a story that I'm sure you know, and it really is a lovely tale. This version, in particular, is one of my favorites. It's a long story, though, so we've broken it up into a whole bunch of bite-sized chunks. I do hope you enjoy Beauty and the Beast. Once upon a time, in a very far-off country, there lived a merchant who had been so fortunate in all his undertakings that he was enormously rich. As he had, however, six sons and six daughters, he found that his money was not too much to let them have everything they fancied, as they were accustomed to do. But one day a most unexpected misfortune befell them. Their house caught fire, and was speedily burnt to the ground with all the splendid furniture, books, pictures, gold, silver, and precious goods it contained. And this was only the beginning of their troubles. Their father, who had until this moment prospered in all ways, suddenly lost every ship he had upon the sea either by dint of pirates, shipwreck, or fire. Then he heard that his clerks in distant countries, whom he trusted entirely, had proved unfaithful, and at last, from great wealth, he fell into the direst poverty. All that he had left was a little house in a desolate place at least a hundred leagues from the town in which he had lived, and to this he was forced to retreat with his children who were in despair at the idea of leading such a different life. Indeed, the daughters at first hoped that their friends, who had been so numerous when they were rich, would insist on their staying in their houses now that they no longer possessed one. But they soon found that they were all left alone, and that their former friends even attributed their misfortunes to their own extravagance, and showed no intention of offering them any help. So, Nothing was left for them but to take their departure of the cottage, which stood in the midst of a dark forest, and seemed to be the most dismal place upon the face of the earth. As they were too poor to have any servants, the girls had to work hard like peasants, and the sons, for their part, cultivated the fields to earn their living. Roughly clothed and living in the simplest way, the girls regretted unceasingly the luxuries and amusements of their former life, only the youngest tried to be brave and cheerful. She had been as sad as anyone when misfortune first overtook her father, but soon recovering her natural gaiety she set to work to make the best of things, to amuse her father and brothers as well as she could, and to try to persuade her sisters to join her in dancing and singing, but they would do nothing of the sort, and because she was not as doleful as themselves, they declared that this miserable life was all she was fit for but she was really far prettier and cleverer than they were. Indeed, she was so lovely that she was always called Beauty. After two years, when they were all beginning to get used to their new life, something happened to disturb their tranquility. Their father received the news that one of his ships, which he had believed to be lost, had come safely into port with a rich cargo. All the sons and daughters at once thought that their poverty was at an end and wanted to set out directly for the town, but their father, who was more prudent, begged them to wait a little, and, though it was harvest time, 
and he could ill be spared, determined to go himself first to make inquiries. Only the youngest daughter had any doubt but that they would soon be again as rich as they were before, or at least rich enough to live comfortably in some town where they could find amusement in gay companions once more. So they all loaded their father with commissions for jewels and dresses which it would have taken a fortune to buy. Only Beauty, feeling sure that it was of no use, did not ask for anything. Her father, noticing her silence, said, And what shall I bring for you, Beauty? The only thing I wish for is to see you come home safely, she answered. But this reply vexed her sisters, who fancied she was blaming them for having asked such costly things. Her father, however, was pleased. But as he thought that at her age she certainly ought to like pretty presents, he told her to choose something. Well, dear father, she said, as you insist upon it, I beg that you bring me a rose. I have not seen one since we came here, and I love them so much. And that is the end of part one of Beauty and the Beast. And I do really enjoy the beginning of this one. Oftentimes the story starts with the man being poor to begin with. The children are always there, but it always starts off poor. And I like this Schitt's Creek version where they have everything and then lose everything. This is Darren Scholes of the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you'd like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you'd like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com. We'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening.